are at episode 10. And every time I think I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, always something just turns up and writes itself. (laughs) And I felt like this episode kind of wrote itself because I've always loved the idea of sport and how it applies to life and art. They, They feel so closely connected. Uh, it never makes sense to me when someone says, why don't they put more money into the arts when it's all into sport? But for me, sport sport is art. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I won't go on about that. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about, especially I guess with the World Cup on and things, how sport tactics and the psychology of sport has made my art better in both creation and, and the business side of my art. Which, yeah, you can't. That stuff needs to exist to be able to pay the bills. Like I, it's like I've always felt like art money should always be laundered through the tooth fairy. But yeah, <laughs> it's special, special money. But anyway, so yeah, how sport tactics and the psychology of sport has made my art better. So I'll start with this first idea. I've always noticed in a game, AFL or soccer or football or whatever you want to call it the more you try to defend a lead the more you're likely to lose and in that same sentence sometimes attack is the best defense and so my thought on this is when I write I don't cave into the world of what is fashionably right and wrong you go out on the attack so many words and stories are dead on the page because they've been self-censored they've been playing in a defensive mode these writers these artists and trying to fit into what is morally trendy right now. Cormac McCarthy said that anything other than writing about life and death is uninteresting. And that's just, I felt like that sort of belonged under this thought as well. The second thought is taking a set shot at goal or taking a penalty. A lot of people who take set shots and penalties will often stuff it up and they're actually quite skillful and veterans and they've done it a billion trillion times before but they'll still muck up a really simple shot but this is because they're not in in a flow state they're not they've paused they've stopped their muscle memory isn't making decisions anymore all of a sudden their head is and so they have to visualize the goal being kicked before they've actually done it as long as they can capture the feeling of it and the seeing of it in their mind's eye, they can kick the goal. So for me, that translates pretty easily. That when I'm when I've got writer's block, if you want to call it that, or I'm stuck with a, a blank page, all I have to do is feel the feeling of the idea that I want to create, and then I write towards that idea. And that's that's as yeah, that's as the simple translation of that one this third one is on a, in a football game a single substitute can change a, a whole team and a game for the positive just just that single substitute all of a sudden can be the game breaker and for me that translates is in if i post a piece of art or i post a piece of writing and it doesn't find an audience the first time sometimes tweaking it making a tiny tweak to it makes all the difference and i've noticed that like i I wrote something called I want to get bored with you and make art and I hand wrote it and it this this is just talking about algorithm I hand wrote it and it got a thousand likes but then I posted it again a few a few months later except I painted a stupid cat on it <laughs> that I really liked and I 
wrote and I posted the same thing and he got 10,000 likes. So I just, so the substitute for me was a cat. <laughs> Love a cat. So yeah, just tweaking the same idea slightly can be all the difference between finding no audience and finding a, a big audience. The next thought is a strong player or a captain can elevate a whole team. If I'm feeling flat about myself, if I'm feeling like I don't even deserve to be writing, I don't even deserve to have an audience, I don't even, I just, I feel, I feel shit about my writing, don't know where it's going, and I'm trying to find a way out of that thought. Sometimes I'll go back and read my better pieces that I feel are my captains and or my stronger players, and I'll read them while I'm feeling like a weaker teammate to my stronger pieces They'll lift me. <laughs> I, know, I know it's kind of like getting high on your own supply. Sometimes, you know, the rare pieces that I've written, I'll go back and look at them and they'll, they'll elevate me somehow, even if it's just for a moment. It's enough to kickstart me. The next thought is slowing up a game to break the opposition's rhythm and create surprise. So you see it across all sports, really. They'll, people will call a timeout or they'll be thankful for the bell of a boxing round to finish or but yeah, there's, there's tactical timeouts that a lot of teams or players will do or in tennis matches you see it with in, fake injuries just to break the opposition's rhythm for me that translates into when i post sometimes it's really a good idea to break the rhythm of my posts and and stop the patterns that, that i'm i'm making and post something that's completely nothing to do with just just to break the audience expectation. I should be doing that in in the actual poem or art or whatever as well. In a ma- on a macro level, just breaking things up. I'll post a video out of the blue, or I'll I'll surprise myself. I'll I'll try and do something that I think is not going to work. That's a piece of shit. And sometimes those pieces will just do really well just because of the rhythm and the surprise created. And it's fun for me and it's fun for an audience. The next thought is there's always a new season, so why do we need to win when you can just finish mid-table with a great highlights reel or goal of the year? So this isn't really something that a sports team does, but I've always found it funny that a team can win the grand final or whatever, or the World Cup, and then it resets. <laughs> it's like, what? Where did it go? And it starts again the next year. And sometimes I feel like, why don't they just play one final season forevermore and, and decide the one final winner forever? But no, we, we need to keep playing new season each year. We need a new World Cup every four years. <laughs> it's a conveyor belt of winners. So my thought on this, maybe I don't need to have a book published every year or every four years or ever really. Maybe I only ever need to really publish that one book and be done with it. Go do a totally different job. That's an interesting thought to me. Just that I could just make write one book of poetry or art and then completely quit it why shouldn't i <laughs> it's a it's a good thing for me to consider to to question whether or not i should still be writing and is it still worth writing i think to blindly keep writing poetry or making art without questioning its purpose or what it, what value it's bringing me can kind of feel like a bit of a blind life sometimes and sometimes i feel like i'm wasting life doing that but anyway the next thought is don't play with the psychology of what the scoreline reflects. So if you're on a losing team, sometimes all the teams will be demotivated or the players will... 
if you're playing on a losing team and it's you're halfway through the game and you're many goals down, it can be deflating and you can all of a sudden just start playing to the scoreline. You start to play how the scoreline reflects and that's not how great teams play. Like Great teams will play a consistent level of greatness no matter what the scoreline is and they overcome score deficits. Yeah, my problem was when I played soccer a long time ago is that I'd always just play emotionally to whatever the scoreline was. <laughs> it doesn't work out. That doesn't work. So if, how I've translated this into my work, my actual work, not playing to how the scoreline reflects, I'll often come up with many, many shit ideas through the week. For me, it's like usually something like 10 shit ideas to one every pretty okay idea or one great idea to every 50 shit ideas. So I'm often in a score deficit and I often have to just keep pushing through Ideas and making art, you're almost always at a score deficit. Another one is coaches love going into a grand final as an underdog because they get the audience on your side and they often say the crowd is your extra player. So if you're an underdog, everyone will want to support you if they're not supporting the fancied opposition team. I've often found myself writing about my failures and not... Not in a cynical way, not in a way to deliberately try and get an audience on side, but for me, when I write about failures, they all of a sudden they don't feel like failures at all. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, thank God. And I know everyone can relate to failures. There's more failures in life than success. There's also no such thing as failure or success. They both actually don't exist. (laughs) So I have a bonus tip from my cat got nothing to do with sport just look at things and slow blink at them look at a chair look at a clothesline look at a tree slow blink at it